Talk to your GM about like what moving in a straight line means. With your very good athletics, everything's a straight line if you jump. <laughs> right. <laughs> Live from the dangerous windswept steps in New York City, I'm your host Shane. And I'm your host Ishan. And welcome to episode 358 of Total Party Thrill, a podcast for game masters and players where we discuss our campaigns in order to inspire yours. In this episode, we're ranking the 5th edition D&D Barbarian subclasses. But first the party is impressed in the Gates of Morning campaign. And later, the Runescarred Berserker rages twice as hard in the Character Creation Forge. Uh, Shane, you made me watch uh, Rebel Moon, which we will be talking about next episode. Forced me to watch it. I would not say that I made you. Our listeners made you. Yeah, okay. That's fair. That's fair. We did it for you, dear listeners, although we'll be talking about how to take inspiration from it and potentially from other bad movies next time. Um, but that means you will have to watch it if you want to take inspiration from it. I guess you could just look at the TV Tropes page and take inspiration from that. Don't have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you, prob- I mean, <laughs> you already know everything that's going to be in this movie. <laughs> for as much as like critics have like done the rounds of taking their shot at Rebel Moon, like I feel like very few people have actually watched this movie. Like that for being just a fair. free movie on Netflix that was released at the holidays. Like, I just feel like people aren't talking about this. It's just critics lining up to take a shot at Zack Snyder. I would be interested to see how many people started it and then just didn't finish. Cause I had to watch it in like six stints to get through this thing. Cause I just keep being like, I kept, I kept noticing my mind wandered and I wasn't paying attention and I didn't know what was going on. I had to like go back and be like, what? And then I realized part of it is just you can't follow it because it doesn't make any sense. I mean, that and also just like that's watching films in 2024 <laughs> after COVID. Like no one is able to sit and do one thing anymore. Like, streaming broke us. Yeah. Also, it's a terrible movie, but we will get into all of that later. It's not terrible. It's fine. It was awful. Like, it was awful. It's it had unrealistic expectations that it failed to meet. Apparently, that's 20% fresh. I expected it would be bad, and it was worse than I expected. Though it wasn't. Mm-hmm, it really was. <laughs> it really was. I was so angry at this movie. <laughs> that is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> like, this is like people who hated Solo. I found like... a way to push it. Solo was okay. I found a way to push through it. But we'll talk. We'll, again, we'll talk about that. All right. Where are we in the Gates of Morning campaign? So the Gates of Morning campaign is our 5th edition D&D game set in Eberron, a sequel of sorts to the original Morning Glory campaign. And deep in the Demon Wastes, the party is trying to stop the quarry from finding the Gatekeeper's seals and unleashing the Chaos of Zoriath onto the Material Plane. The party has met the Gashkala, and an orc woman in well-tended but piecemeal metal armor greets their scout. After a whispered debrief, she approaches them. Batul says you fight well. The Gashkala always welcome another sword arm. The party's confused looks prompt her to continue. I do not know how you came to the labyrinth, but this is the threshold of the demon wastes. It is a sacred and eternal duty of the Gashkala to ensure the ancient evils here never leave to infect the, the rest of the world. And it is now your honor. 
serve. Bramble thanks the Holy Warrior for her hospitality. But we are on another important quest, he says. Do you know of a place nearby filled with fire and lava? You misunderstand, she laughs as silver flames begin to lick the blade of the great axe strapped to her back. Nothing may leave the waste. Not Fiend, not Gashkala, and not you. Before the confrontation turns violent, Switch steps in. But we don't want to leave the demon wastes. We came here to stop an ancient evil. We just need some help finding it. You want to go deeper into the wastes? The warrior thinks for a moment. This is not against our creed, and you will most assuredly earn a glorious death. With battle averted, the party shares a meal with the warrior, Milug. There's a place far to the north, a tower of broken stone that radiates with unnatural heat. Even the fiends avoid it. Perhaps this is what you are searching for. None have seen it up close, for it is on the far side of the eternal battlefields. The party decides that this is their best bet, and Milug assigns Batul to guide them to the edge of the labyrinth. Again, the boy leads them through cracked and winding passages, dodging carrion tribe patrols and fiendish hunters, until the sky opens up again. In the distance stretches a rocky plain blasted by sulfurous winds. As expected, demons and devils are locked in a pitched battle, but another army has entered the fray. Corey. Hundreds of translucent nightmares grind their way northward through the scrum, hacking apart fiendish flesh in a grueling slog toward a lone splinter on the horizon. The Dreaming Dark has arrived first. And we'll find out what happens next, next week. So this week we are continuing our series, ranking all of the 5th edition D&D subclasses, and this week we are talking about Barbarians. Which by and large are not, not that bad. Nah, Barbarians are good. They're all fine. Everything is tied to rage, though, for the most part. So, like, when you mm-hmm. find that little gem that, like, doesn't mean you have to be raging, you're like, ooh, ooh, something useful. <laughs> yes, something I could do otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so as we're Please, going through... Sir, may I have a cantrip? <laughs> yes, but you can't use it ever. <laughs> uh, okay, so as we go through these, what is it that makes a good barbarian subclass? Uh, well, like you said, it's all tied to rage. So... Uh, any subclass that has really great rage uh, is going to be well-served. And subclasses that bring things to do that are valuable when you don't have rage available uh, will also be uh, appreciated. Yeah. And things that let you do something useful in like that split second slash one to one and a half rounds before you're allowed to rage... (laughs) depending on your initiative right and that's the trick of it is that uh dependency on bonus action often means you can't use it on the first turn so that's kind of the trap of barbarian subclasses yeah like your bonus action will be used for your rage in the first round so any activation that requires your bonus action means you can't use it till round two also you're fighting opportunity costs for things like the bonus action granted by great weapon master which like 
let's be honest, most barbarians are probably going to be using a great weapon and taking great weapon master. So mm -hmm. all things to consider. Um, you get subclass features at 3, 6, 10, and 14. Uh, it does mean that for the most part, we can consider all of these. 14 is not too late in the game that no one ever gets there, but obviously mm -hmm. we're going to more heavily weight uh, the earlier that you get a subclass feature because you can use it much, much more often. Yep. I also think what you're looking for is either something that helps you be a better barbarian, right? Something that helps you do more damage uh, or something that uh, shores up the weaknesses of barbarian. For example, having a ranged combat option. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, the other thing is that like barbarians are not, you can't stack AC and you can't stack defensive tricks with barbarians. Um, because you can't wear ar armor, right? And so uh, anything that gives you real durability um, is valuable because you kind of quickly realize that resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage is nice, but there's a lot of damage in the game that that will just bypass your rage damage reduction. Oh, and... are there like 14 damage types in this game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and there's... You know, a lot of monsters are, oh, they do a little bit of bludgeoning or piercing or slashing, and then they also do 48 force. Um, so, you know, like, you've, you've got to deal with that. So um, anything that gives you, like, true tankiness as well is valuable. All right, so that being said, let's dig straight in. We are going to go through alphabetically and then assign everything a, a tier. S tier, which is uh, excellent. Take this at every opportunity, um, cream of the crop. A, very good, an excellent uh, iteration of a barbarian. B, perfectly fine, the party will not be hurt if you take this C, kind of niche. If you don't have a plan for how to play this, it probably would be better to take something else. And F, don't play this. So first up we have Ancestral Guardian. The Spirit Barbarian. Yeah, so the thing about Ancestral Guardian, uh, it does a thing that no one else does. And I like subclasses that do a thing that no one else does. Yeah, it has a marking mechanic. Right. Uh, a very valuable marking mechanic. <laughs> Which is rare, not, I mean, it's unique among barbarians. It is rare in the entire game. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also... It, it only triggers when you're raging. Okay, fine, right? We're not going to dock points because this is a barbarian. Um, but it's not limited to number of times per day, proficiency bonus times per day, or whatever, right? It's first creature you hit with an attack uh, has disadvantage on attack rolls that aren't against you. And if they do decide to hit someone else, right? This is, I think, the best part of it. That creature gets resistance, right? So even if they decide, well, you know, your AC is too high or you have too many hit points and I don't care and your GM's like, I'm going to go around you, you still get some benefit. Yep. Um, and then at level six of the spirit shield uh, actually lets you reduce the damage that uh, another creature takes if they're attacked. Um, <laughs> and at level 14, we might as well skip to that because it's all in the same line. Uh, you will also then basically turn that into thorns damage so you will reflect half the damage that you reduce back to the uh the offending creature yeah i mean the, the level six is stronger than the 14 just because by the time you get to level 14 it's like all right 4d6 damage is 
it, it's chip damage. It's okay. I mean, I'll take it, right? Yeah, but I mean, the other part is that like Spirit Shield. Spirit Shield is a tricky one because on the surface it looks like it's going to be the thing that just encourages them to hit you. So it's like, oh, because this exists, my other ability is going to be used more. But because it triggers on damage and not an attack, it's great for reducing AoE effects, which is what, you know, as a tank and as like with a marking mechanic, like AoE is your bane. Because even if your opponent has to hit you, um, they'll just AoE you instead. Yeah, it's really nice that those are not linked together, right? Like I can be right. I can be shielding everyone else because I have marked this enemy. And then, yep. you know, the enemy wizard comes in and fries everyone. But I can pick a different person and p protect them. Yep. Uh, and then the 10, uh, which for barbarians is typically going to be like an RP ability usually or, you know, a ribbon or something like that, um, gives you a nice bit of utility. You can cast either augury or clairvoyance. Note that you can't cast both of these once per rest you have to pick one of them you can cast one of them and then you can't use the ability at all again until you rest uh, but both of them are perfectly useful usable and thematic spells for a barbarian who uses spirits yeah uh, yeah i mean i'm not giving it much credit but it's also like it's it's fine whatever it's the level 10 ability yeah i mean it's nice to it's, be the barbarian to be like i will i will uh go see what's on the other side of the door no, right. I, I don't. I don't walk on the other side of the door like I know. I don't kick in the door like I normally would. I, I like. I, I send a spirit. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. Have you not noticed? That's my thing. So, obviously, spirit is good. Uh, or sorry, ancestral guardian is good. Uh, is this an A tier or an S tier for you? I put it at A solely because of some of the other options that I think are are hard to turn away from that we'll get to later. But what about you? Yep, I agree. All right, but great subclass. Um, great dip if you want to be an excellent defender and you don't even really care about being a barbarian. Right. All right, next up, the Path of the Battle Rager. Uh, this originally came out in Sword Coast Adventures Guide, so it's relatively early in the game, and I think that shows. Well, it's like literally the first subclass <laughs> that got created after the PHP, <laughs> alphabetically. Uh, <laughs> Didn't do a great job. Initially restricted to dwarves only, dwarves. which is just like, <laughs> yeah, so cool. We're going to throw that out because otherwise this is F tier. Right, <laughs> like, right. Just utter garbage. Um, because dwarves don't make good barbarians just by nature. Um, but neither do battle anyway, rangers, so. <laughs> well, right. Uh, so, so at level three, you get battle ranger armor. You can wear spiked armor. Uh, and spiked armor lets you deal D4 piercing damage. Uh, it also is not as good as a breastplate. It's medium armor, and I think the AC is 14. Like, it's it's not good armor. Right. Um, and then when you grapple a creature, they automatically take three damage. So Never scales. it's like, right, it's a, it's a bad bonus action and like you know second weapon attack and that it never scales up on the the free damage on a grapple so also gives you disadvantage ugh. on uh stealth checks which just completely eliminates stealth builds for battle ragers right. so and you don't even get that many options for skills as a barbarian so being like hey one of the one of your skills is always going to be useless hurts yeah and also you're a dwarf so right <laughs> stealth <laughs> uh level six you 
you get an enhancement to reckless attack. Um, you gain temp HP um, whenever you use your reckless yeah. attack, which Equals is your con fine. modifier never scales. It very quickly becomes completely meaningless. Well, it becomes five. It's, it's <laughs> always going to be five. four or five. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, whatever, like five temp HP per round is, you know, 20 to 30 extra HP in the course of a fight. Like, it's enough to matter, but like, it's not exciting. Um, and then level 10, you get Battle Rager Charge. You can dash as a bonus action. Level 14, um, you, you get Thorns. Um, you reflect three damage when you are uh, hit by a melee attack. If they're <sighs> next to you. Sure. And you're wearing your spiked armor. Well, which you better which be always because have you're to paying your entire class for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so dash as a bonus action is normally good, but again, you're fighting for your bonus action. So it's while you're ranging, so you definitely can't do it in your first round when you have to spend a bonus action to rage. And, you know, not any time when you want to use a bonus action for literally anything else. So right. I uh, like like that. using your battle rage armor, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, or any multiple class abilities or uh, right. great weapon master. So I hate battle rager. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have it solidly at F, dwarf or not. Um, yeah, I think it's probably an F for me too. Yeah, I don't think you get I, anything from it. You get three damage per grapple, and you focus heavily on <laughs> grappling, and that's fun until you're like level six, right? Or you could be a Path of the Giant and be a better grappler. Well, Path of the Giant didn't exist at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you could be a totem barbarian and be a better grappler you, because you won't die. Well, that's uh, <laughs> true, but you also won't do three damage at a time. It doesn't matter. F tier next beast path of the beast path of the beast was not even on my radar at all i was like wait a minute is this is this extra content or homebrew or whatever? no it's just it was just in tasha's it just didn't register <laughs> just with me so much stuff was stuffed in tasha's uh, okay so this one gives you it's sort of like an alter self when you rage uh, and each time mm -hmm. you rage you get an unarmed weapon that you can use there's a bite that also heals you a bit if you're below half hp not very good. There's claws that let you make an additional bonus action attack. Good if you, um, oh no, no, sorry, just an additional attack, not as a bonus action. Good if you build around it. And then a tail, which is very good. Hmm. Because uh, it has reach, just you always have uh, a reach weapon without using a hand, which means you can use a two-hander and still have reach. Uh, and... At any time, unlimited uses, you use a reaction, and your tail uh, gives you a D8 bonus to your AC. It's like a mini shield in that it's an average of 4.5, which is slightly less than shield, and it doesn't apply to subsequent attacks, but there's no limit right. to how often you can use it. Yep. So then at level 6, you have uh, Bestial Soul, which gives you... Uh, uh, <laughs> It gives you uh, basically ribbon abilities uh, when you're raging because it's your in your beast form. It kind of makes you a little bit more of a druid, so you get a swim speed, a climb speed, or you get extra jumping. Oh well, those um, those apply even when you're not raging. Ah, you were right. Great. Uh, 
which is good. Like the climb, climb speed is good. It's good. Swim speed is good. If you look, if you need it, it's great. And if you don't need it, pick something else. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, and the jump no. is, uh, fun. I think it's fun, but not very useful. Yeah, I mean, you can you can choose these and switch them on a short or long rest, so that's nice. That I'd probably like, just you know sit with climb coming. speed, just like it's all the time I'd have speed. a climb speed, yeah. Because the, so yeah. the jump, look, the thing about jumping is you're already strength primary. You are, and you, you're taking athletics because you just don't have that many options for skills. You're already the best jumper in the party. So giving you a bonus, like it doesn't make terrain easier to navigate because no one else can follow you well it's it's the 60 feet of jumping that you get with a good check <laughs> i mean it's it's fine um uh, the problem with this is not that the abilities aren't like decent it's that it comes at level six when everyone else is getting like Fly. great stuff yeah yeah mm -hmm. uh and then level 10 is you add a curse mechanic uh, to a creature that you hit. Which is sort of a misnomer because it's not like a thing that lasts. It's just you pick one of two effects. You can force a target of your attack to use a reaction to attack another creature of your choice or it could take additional psychic damage. However, it has to fail a wisdom save first, a con-based wisdom save. So like probably your secondary stat right and if they don't fail it then nothing happens and it has limited uses to your proficiency bonus on a long mm -hmm. rest so like right. you can't use it that often there's a chance it doesn't do anything and you know if it does work it's like fine i guess <laughs> and then 14 i like call the hunt lets you when you enter your rage right not spending an action when you enter your rage choose Creatures equal to your con modifier within 30 feet, you gain temp HP for each of them, and then they do additional damage uh, as long as you're raging, which is a, a nice party buff. It's not a huge amount of damage, but you can basically do it every time you rage. Yeah, probably, because it's proficiency bonus per long rest. Um yeah, it's I, like I like this ability. I, like I think this one is cool. Um, I just I, I just wish it were earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like that's that's the problem with this class is everything is like kind of in the wrong spots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's that strong. I think you know if you build around a barbarian with an unarmed attack, especially if you're picking tail, it it can really work. I I slotted this in at like B, perfectly fine. You want to be a beast barbarian? I got no problems with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I mean, I have it as a low B, high C, so I'm I'm fine leaving it as a B. I would rank it lower than my other B, which we'll get to later. Yes. Uh, now, uh, speaking of Bs, Berserker, uh, the Frenzy Barbarian, who uh, its big thing is Frenzy. When you go into a rage, you can spend a bonus action and make a full melee weapon attack. So if you're using a great weapon you get an extra attack with your great weapon rather than having to make uh, you know an offhand attack uh, to weapon fighting style. However, you suffer a level of exhaustion at the end of your rage. Yeah. Which 
can only be gotten rid of, I think, three ways in the entire game, right? One is a long rest. One is the fifth level spell, Greater Restoration. And the other is a 10th level Ranger on a short rest. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be I, stuck I think with there that are a couple things. I think there are a couple ways to like reduce the effective level of exhaustion. I think like, but yeah, exhaust like you could kind of do it once and then it gets really hard. Uh, at level two exhaustion, at level one exhaustion, you have disadvantage on ability checks. That's fine. Level two, your speed is halved. That can be trouble. Uh, level three, disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Like, like why are you even here now? Un- unworkable, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, like, it, when you use the second frenzy, you're betting it's the last fight of the day. Uh huh. Um, and then you're hoping you get a day off to reset that if you right. have to use it twice, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, yeah, and you're yeah. the one along with the wizard being like, I think we should rest now. I think it'd be great right. to, to nap. But then after that, you're like, and I think we should do it again. Again, <laughs> yes. Uh, talk to me about the day off because I, I I can't even do a five minute work day. Right, we do weekends. We do weekends, right? Right. Um, okay, so level six, you're I mean, do charm and frighten while raging. Uh, and it's suspended if you rage while under one of those effects. Level 10, you get uh, one of the old school kind of intimidate effects. You can uh, force a wisdom save and uh, frighten a creature. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's based on your charisma modifier, so there's a good chance they succeed. It's an action. It's an action. And look, the reason is because you can use your bonus action to make a single melee weapon attack. And it's like, okay... But I, I'm level 10, so I would rather use my action to make two weapon attacks and then use my bonus action for a third, not stand there angrily and then make one attack. Right. I'd rather just kill them. Right. Right. Or like, I mean, I guess I could scare a shopkeeper <laughs> and then use my I action mean, to extend the duration while the party shops. <laughs> right. I mean, and also like... Hey, let's keep in mind this is level ten. It's it's the ribbon ability. Like, it's not the end of the world. No, uh, I'd rather have clairvoyance though. Sure. Um, agreed. Uh, and then at level fourteen, when you take damage from a creature within five feet, you can use your reaction to make a melee weapon attack against them, which is great if you have a way of compelling those attacks, which you don't. Like, you know, you might be like, oh, I'll, I'll go pull our master in order to provoke opportunity attacks so that I'm like pretty reliably getting a full attack on my reaction, right? That's what I'll use it for. And here, you don't want to invest in that much because you're probably going to, there's a good chance you could provoke it anyway, but it's not reliable enough that you're always getting it, you know? So you're like, well, I don't. I have half of the ability and I don't want to spend the full resources to get the full ability. Right. So I guess I'm just sort of sitting here in limbo. I mean, ultimately, like, the frenzy ability is great. The cost is just too high. I think this comes, like, it's just a C. Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. All right. Then the Path of the Giant. So I joked earlier about getting a cantrip. This is the (laughs) one that gets one. You get either (laughs) druid druidcraft or thaumaturgy which is hey great 
<laughs> cool. You know, something to do. <laughs> right. You can make bird calls. I'm into it. Yep. That's probably not why you're here. <laughs> right. Now, you mentioned this earlier. Uh, this is the barbarian that gives you the ability to throw stuff. So uh, when you're raging, you gain the ability to uh, add your rage damage bonus to thrown weapons. Uh, and you can also increase your reach and become size large um, during your rage. Yeah, I'm. I think it's really interesting. I mean, it's thematic that the giant subclass gets big and also throws things. Right, giants throw rocks. Mm-hmm. Right. But they absolutely could have just made a throwing barbarian subclass, and it could have been very useful the fact that they pack both of these into one sort of i think signals hey there's going to be a lot in the subclass and it's probably going to be a good one and it is <laughs> and it is yeah so at level six you gain elemental cleaver so you can use a you you get to name your damage type on your weapon which is awesome you're always getting to pick around uh resistances and uh and vulnerabilities yeah acid cold fire thunder lightning right and thunder that's what you care about (laughs) thunder is available so you can always bypass resistances um and then uh it deals an extra d6 damage of the the damage type it gains the throne property with a range of 20 feet and it automatically returns to your hand as soon as you throw it so you can just throw it for free with all of your attacks every single turn. Right. So you can be any barbarian. You you don't even have to think, oh, I want to be a I don't want I want to do thrown weapons. You start taking this subclass and now all your weapons are thrown weapons. You don't have to throw them. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm using javelins. You just huck your greatsword. Exactly. It's 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 so good. <laughs> Yeah, it is. And and the the additional damage doesn't require you to spend a bonus action. You just do extra damage. Uh, but then we get to, again, level 10 is mostly ribbons. Mighty Impel at level 10 for Path of the Giant is so good. It's basically bonus action teleport yes. in combat. Yes. Right? Like, like, it's really good. And you can force it upon your opponent with just a strength saving throw. Um, and the DC is your strength modifier. Or just automatically move allies. Yeah. Like, yep. every ally from now on is no longer grabbed. I just yep. move you. There you go. Uh, yep. I, I throw enemies off cliffs. And your range on this is huge. It's your reach, right, which is already bigger because you're a giant and it gets even bigger later. And then you move them to any space within 30 feet of you. Yep. That's the whole battlefield. Right. <laughs> and the saving throw is based on your strength. So there's a good chance that you su- that they fail on it. Right. It, yeah, it's just, it's good utility. It's good combat ability. Like there's, there are no downsides to Mighty Impel. Uh, agreed. And then at level 14, uh, basically everything goes up a step so your reach goes to 10 feet uh 10 extra feet your size can go to huge and you can use your mighty impel to throw creatures that are large rather than medium uh and then you also just deal 2d6 damage with elemental cleaver 
as a bonus instead of 1d6. Great capstone. No notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Giant is really good. I, I, I put it at A. I'm, I'm wondering, though, if it should go to S now that I'm like reviewing it again. I had it at S. Uh, a spoiler, it's in the Character Creation Forge. And <laughs> when I looked at it, I was like, huh, huh, okay, mm. all right, I see you, I see you. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to move it up now that I'm looking yeah. at it again. Because we've already decided Ancestral Guardian is in an A. This is better than Ancestral Guardian. Definitely. All right, next up, Storm Herald. Uh, you make a storm around you and you can pick what kind of storm, but I think we talked about this when we reviewed whatever book this is in originally. This is not like Totem Barbarian. Like the, the nice thing about Totem Barbarian is you pick an animal at a level and then at every other level, you pick whatever animal you want. You can mix and match, but here you pick a storm and every level gives you abilities based on that storm. You can switch your storm when you go up a level but then from then on until you level up again all your abilities are are frozen and the abilities like you may find one useful but not necessarily find the the one you get at a different level also useful which is the thing i hate the most about this one also the fact right. that you've got to spend bonus actions to do this <laughs> uh yeah you have to do it on each turn <sighs> yeah i mean okay so the the desert aura is the like just every creature around you takes fire damage including your downed allies including your downed allies including I mean, your uh allied spellcasters who are concentrating on spells you're not going to activate it if that's going to be negative which means you know like you're not gonna really be I don't know. It's just you're not going to use it much. Like, and, and when you do, like, it basically has the effect of triggering concentration, right? Like, that's its only real use is you're, you're using a bonus action to force a concentration check. On an enemy spellcaster, Because the damage yeah. isn't enough, you know? Yeah, like, right. Otherwise, you're better off swinging just an offhand weapon. Yeah, at level 20, it's six fire damage. Like, who cares? Not worth a bonus action. You're here to force a... DC 10 concentration. Uh, the C effect is choosing a creature within range and forcing a saving throw. They take lightning damage. Um, this is this is the one, right? Like, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> like, like this is it. <laughs> um, and then Tundra is you gain temp HP as a bonus action. Yeah, didn't we just talk about a class that gained temp HP on a hit? Um, this is just worse. Now, your allies get the temp HP too, but again, like I just don't think it's enough to really matter. I mean, it's yeah, not, it's I mean, not noth nothing. The problem, the, the problem with it is that it's ten feet of you, so it's it, it's just again like those temp HP. The value of like spreading out the temp HP is neutralizing the AOE effect. And like a 10 foot range is not enough to like really protect the party, right? And when you look at like the abilities that really maximize the value of temp HP, like turn after turn, like the artificer, right? That has a turret that does it. Like it's because the whole party gets it. And when fireball comes in turn after turn, you're, you know, negating 10 damage around. 
Right. I mean, it's also D eight plus int mod, right? Like it's well, right. Substantially more. It's like ten damage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, remember this requires a bonus action. So yeah, the opportunity cost of that is so high. It's well at twentieth level. It's forty six (laughs) damage. For yes, for that for tundra, it's six temp HP. Like I, I want to attack. That's what I want to do. I want to attack. Right. Uh, um, you'll gain resistance at level six based on which of these you chose, either fire, lightning, or cold. Right. Remember, um, it has to match the one that has the right. the particular mechanic that works for you. So I guess you're going to get lightning damage, <laughs> resistance to lightning damage, and yep. Breathing underwater and breathing a swim underwater speed. and a swim speed. So yep. if that's not useful to you, too bad you don't get a level six ability. <laughs> right. Uh, level ten, uh, you can share your damage resistance with other creatures in your aura, which so, is fine. But again, lightning damage to people within ten feet is not particularly useful. But it's a ribbon, so fine. Hey, but if you pick desert and you're dealing fire damage to everybody, including your allies, then you get resistance to fire and your allies also get resistance to fire. And then that two fire damage turns into one fire damage and they still need to make, still need to make a concentration check. So. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then level 14, uh, this storm becomes even mightier and you again don't get to pick uh, the effect. It's just based on the storm that you picked earlier. Um, you can deal a small amount of fire damage if they fail a saving throw. You can knock someone prone, uh, or you can reduce their speed to zero for one round. These are terrible. I want all of them. I want all of them in the ability. All of them should be like should be true and then i like this ability any one of them is bad (laughs) as a barbarian i like that you're right knock them prone reduce speed to zero so they can't get up and hit them with some fire damage cool exactly right but uh if i only get one of those effects i mean again i'm taking c right because at least knocking them prone is granting me advantage on my subsequent attacks um but yeah it's just just not good um so, uh, okay, where where does this? How low does this fall for you? I mean, it's it's between a C and an F. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, like, I hate it more than Battle Rager. I don't think it's worse <laughs> than Battle Rager. I don't think it's worse than Battle Rager. I think it's worse than Berserker. So it's either bottom C, top. I, 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 I think it's bottom I think C. it's F. Oh, I think hmm. it's F. I like. I don't think I would. I would tell people don't play this. Like pick something different. Just pick something different, you know? Like anything but Battle like, Rager would be better than this. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's the thing is like with Berserker, it's like, cool, man, just lean into one big weapon, right? Like at least you have a class that says, okay, one big weapon and I'm gonna attack with it an extra time. That's true. And like just pile Fine. pile on the effects. Like Exactly. Yeah. Like, what do you do with this? There's like what do you do? I don't even know. I don't even know how to tell somebody to to play this class because it like it doesn't right. know what it wants to be. Yeah, I mean, if you could mix and match, which I think would be a house rule that I would suggest, if you can mix and match the options, then it probably goes to C 
because the abilities themselves aren't even that good. But the fact that you're locked right. into them as like packages is just terrible. So so bad. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think F it is. Okay. Now Totem Warrior. Um, I think we have talked about this on the podcast more than anything. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But Path of the Totem Warrior is the one where you choose the animal uh at each each level and it gives you a different effect based on that animal it's the good version of uh storm herald in that you get to choose a different animal a different totem spirit at each uh at each choice which means Um, not only like do you get to pick what's best for your build and for your character concept and for your character's personality right um but it makes the subclass so versatile because you can build so many different kinds of totem warriors, except that everyone takes bear at level three. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> as long as you choose bear first, then you can be whatever whatever totem yeah. warrior you want. Uh, you get some so a nice ribbon. I don't care about beast sense, but you can cast speak with animals uh, as a ritual. Yep. If you played Baldur's Gate three, everyone should be speaking with animals. Because that your GM will be happy that you're speaking with animals. Right. Yep. That's what Karlak is there for. Um, like you said, at level three, the one that you take is bear. It is resistance to all damage except psychic. It's the most powerful resistance source in the game. It mm-hmm. is the tankiest barbarian by default. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, there are some other there decent are, there are options. Other, yeah. They're fun, but you'll never take them. So it doesn't matter. I yeah. mean, maybe... Wolf, I don't know. wolf maybe is a maybe. Wolf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then you realize you give up bear, and it's like, what am I doing here? Right. <laughs> um, level six is what they thought the ribbon was going to be, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, it's tough because this class is very uneven um, by totem, right? Like, if you had to go pure bear, it's like, oh wow, level six is, is pretty bad. Like. You know, double carrying capacity and easier to push, pull, and lift objects like and break I'm, objects. I, I already, I'm already great at that. I don't. Yeah, you know. exactly. Like, like that's awful. But then you also get tiger, which is just two more skills, a thing you have so few choices of. Uh-huh. Um, and re- you can and just remember, add two proficiencies. If you already have one of these skills, you can just pick any other skill. You can literally get any skill. So, you know, take athletics and survival take it again you now have any skill on your list uh-huh. um or you could just take stealth and acrobatics which are also I mean, great acrobatics probably not but stealth is probably a skill you're looking for as a barbarian anyway um i've i've even seen there i've built around in the forest before eagle right being able to see one mile away mm-hmm. like yeah that's a cool ability that you can't get anywhere else yep um otherwise i think like bear elk and wolf are all pretty niche um and that's fine um and then level 10 you'll gain spirit walker which allows you to cast the commune with nature spell as a ritual um great i mean it's no mighty impel but like it's great yeah and i mean you're getting a fifth level spell at level 10 mm-hmm. like granted it's a ritual but like when are you when are you not gonna cast it cast, otherwise right yeah like <laughs> you're only <laughs> like, ever gonna cast commune with nature as a ritual right but you're getting it on time yeah right? uh-huh. so it's it's great <laughs> um and then level 14 you'll get one more totem choice uh this is the one where you really do have some choices here of how you want to play it 
Uh, and at level 14, it's still a meaningful choice. Like you have enough mm -hmm. of the game left that you actually get to enjoy your, your options. Um, but these are all themed around a different type of attack. Yeah, bear is good. Uh, it's kind of a marking mechanic, although there's no punishment. Um, Eagle lets you fly. Uh, elk lets you do a bit of uh, extra damage uh, as you like plow as you bulldoze people. Mm -hmm. uh, tiger's not so great, and then um, and, and wolf is okay. But you you do have some good options here. Yeah, I mean, even tiger, you say it's not so great. Like it's a really strong effect. You just have to work really hard to trigger it because you you know you have to have twenty feet of straight line movement. Um, but you know, a bonus action to make a full melee weapon attack. It's not nothing, you know. Like, That's true, and it, it does depend. Like, ask consider your GM what, what frenzy. Yeah, consider right. what the frenzy barbarian is paying for it. You know, like that's true. Like, I I will take the opportunity attack and just ping pong across the battlefield, right? Yes, Get exactly. That extra attack, yeah. Um, and with all your extra movement as a barbarian, like it's it's actually doable, right? And talk to your GM about like what moving in a straight line means, you know, like and also like with your with your very good athletics. Everything's a straight line if you jump. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, that's kind of more of an arc, but uh, who's kind of... Yeah, uh, um, is this a flat plane or not? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, look, on the strength of bear at level three alone, I think this is an S. Yeah, I mean, it is the... It's the archetype, right? Uh -huh. Like, yeah, every choice you make is, should I be totem or should I be something else? So I think it's just the natural S. So next up, wild magic. Um, if you think that this is akin to the sorcerer, you are wrong because it's pretty much only good stuff that happens with wild magic when you're a barbarian. <laughs> right, but you also, you know, it only triggers when you enter your rage. So not a ton of times. You don't get to beg, you don't get to beg for it. Right. Um, and if you're the kind of a player who is looking for the punishment of the negative effects of the wild magic surge table, you're not going to get that here, which actually I think makes it mechanically a better subclass. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> you also, you gain your magic awareness, like, and and this is me not remembering all the details in fifth edition, but magic awareness is just better than detect magic, right? So location of any spell or magic item and school of magic. It's I location. Right. Right? Isn't detect think magic just so. is it present? No, I think now I have to look it up. I think with detect magic things like glow. Ah. Uh. But you know what? Maybe I'm just thinking of how everyone always plays it and not how it's actually written. And that's the problem is I can't remember if like for all the times we hand wave, we say, oh, it's detect magic. Like you detect the magic. <laughs> ah, see, here's the thing. For detect magic, you have to use your action and then you see a faint aura around any creature or object, well, any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic and you learn at school of That's magic. That's it, right, you see it, yeah. Uh, whereas this, you just know the location. Right, so if it's invisible, still. And also, it's just, it's always on, is it? No, it's an action, okay. Yeah, um, it's an action, but yeah, exactly. You can see invisibility. It's until the end you of your next turn. So you turn it darkness. on and then you run. <laughs> right. 
Um, and whatever, it's, you know, uh, proficiency bonus times per day. Look, this is where you normally get a cantrip, okay? Like, right. it's, and it's awesome. A, it's a thing that a barbarian can't usually do at all, right? It allows yep. you to interact with a part of the game that is usually forbidden to you. Yeah. And while and you're not, not raging. Only that, it, not only that, it's attacks that you are relieving spellcasters of because spellcasters hate having to learn to tech magic. Like, yeah. hate having to dedicate a spot to it. Cause it's a freaking, even though it's a freaking ritual, it's still annoying that you're the only one who can do it. So you kind of feel obligated. All right. Then we talked about you'll, uh, you'll roll on the magic, uh, on the wild magic table whenever you enter your rage. Like you said, all of the effects are positive, it, or at least neutral-ish. Yeah, you can potentially do some extra damage and get some temp HP. You can teleport to your your choice of a place. Huh? Um, yeah. You, <laughs> I mean, the the challenging one is the difficult terrain might might upend you that you're oh, constantly. But, but on it's just for terrain. your it's just for your enemies. Oh, just for enemies. Never uh -huh. mind. I take it back. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was an awkward line break. <laughs> <laughs> all right. They're all just good. There isn't even one that's kind of maybe a challenge. Yeah. They're all... And, you know, there might be a situation where... You know what, though? I think for the most part, I don't even see ones that that you'll roll and be like, oh, well, I, I can't use that. Or, like, there's no purpose for that you know that like that happens a lot with random abilities is like well i it's it's a waste because i didn't get anything out of it but pretty well, much all of these are going to be useful in some capacity who's who's immune to force damage um people with nobody some like astral construct think, yeah maybe they're if anything that's immune to force damage you might get screwed <laughs> um because that one, if uses one weapon of your choice that you are holding, so unless you are always holding two weapons, which maybe you should be, uh, <laughs> it will switch your damage type to force. And that might not always be a benefit. <laughs> um, but again, I mean, yeah, overall, it's, it's good. Um, it's, the, it's fun random, not dumb random. Right. Uh, and then... I mean, the level six is not a ribbon ability. Um, no, it's very, it's very good. Proficiency bonus uh, times per day. Uh, pick one. You give someone a D three bless for ten minutes, uh, or they regain a spell slot uh, up to like, as high as level three. Like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, it is, I guess, worse than Bless. It can't help you with a saving throw, but, you know. Um, but it's, ab whoa, but I, it's ability check. Oh, they sort of mushed Bless and Guidance. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. I kind of prefer the ability check. I know. That's the one I always want anyway. I don't care about saving throws. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it lasts for 10 minutes. It doesn't require concentration. It's great. Um, level 10, unstable backlash. Uh, when you take damage or fail a saving throw while raging, you can use your reaction and roll on the wild magic table and just replace your effect. If you're in this class, 
that's what you want to do. Like you chose this for a reason. They just gave you another way to have fun with it. Right. And you're not, I think, I don't think anyone who's picking this is, I mean, you can't build around the options, right? Cause it's a random D eight at the beginning of rage. Mm-hmm. You might be like, Oh, I really like the one that I have, but honestly, if you're playing this class, like you're going to roll it. Exactly. I mean, that's the fun of the class, right? Um, and then at level 14, Controlled Surge, you'll roll twice, choose the effect you prefer. If you roll the same number, you can choose any effect. Um, so... This is less... That ability is less powerful than the one the sorcerer gets because, of course, there's no chance you get a bad one, you know? Correct. Um, but it's... I mean, it's a level 14 ability. It kind of makes sense. You're, you're kind of closer to picking... Uh, you know, you know, a one in four chance of getting the one you want. So, um, look, I the value of this class is entirely in how much you enjoy the randomness of it versus how annoying you find that. Um, I think on power, it's fine. So, like, purely on just power of the class, I'd call it B. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm kind of inclined to bump it to A because if it's the class for you, you're really gonna enjoy it. If random isn't your thing, it might as well be F tier, right? Yeah. You know what? So I have it at B. Now that giant is up at S with Totem. I can move it to A, but I want to see where Zealot comes in first. Because I think Zealot. Zealot is better than Wild Magic, certainly. So, well, putting let's talk about Zealot. (laughs) So, this is the uh, the divine raging barbarian, um, Mm -hmm. and it's got a really nice mix of powerful mechanics and flavor. So, starting at level three, uh, once per turn, you are just dealing an additional one d six plus half your barbarian level in damage necrotic or radiant and like who cares about necrotic but radiant you know every round now suddenly you're dealing radiant damage Mm -hmm. Uh, amazing that is great no bonus action spent you just deal the extra damage and then uh if you die you can be brought back without the caster spending material components that's the thing that prevents you from being brought back right (laughs) (laughs) not the spell slot Right, yeah. So that that revivify is looking good. Uh, at level six, you get fanatical focus, which uh, when you rage, if you fail a saving throw, you can re-roll it and use the new one once per rage. So you, you basically get indomitable. It's okay. Uh, level ten, uh, bonus action battle cry up to ten other creatures within sixty feet. Uh, get advantage on attack rolls and saving throws for a turn, which is... So you can use it once per day. It's just, it's tough because it's a bonus action. So it's like, do I rage or do I battle cry? I I mean, I think what this is, is you have, what, at level 10, I, what is it? Three rages, four rages. So at level Using 10, the battle, you don't rage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you're you're you you're the battle you're using this in is the biggest battle you think you're gonna have. If you still have a rage, you're raging on turn two. Um so you forego one D six plus five radiant damage 
but you know everyone else in the party and all followers get advantage not right. only on the first attack roll which your rogue will thank you for but also on the saving throw against the fireball that's coming your against way it's the big right it gets all the saver suck that come in on the first turn exactly <laughs> um so yeah i you know you want to go early it's but that's the other thing like you, and you are you going go to early. because you have advantage on initiative checks correct um and then level 14 rage beyond death so uh when you drop to zero hit points if you're raging instead of being unconscious you continue acting normally and you just make death saves anyway um and then you only die if you have zero hit points when your rage ends any healing before then keeps you alive is this uh something to build around so that you never die yes it is it's, but it's uh, level 14 sure yeah 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 but it's, it's so it's some, long it's to something, get there it's something you don't get elsewhere in the game uh, true uh, uh, and it yes, is 14 agree. but it is a strong 14 yes also agree yeah i mean th look uh, we've already framed this as between zealot and wild magic right which do you prefer and, and which one is stronger like i think they're both a um i favor this a little bit i guess um i would put this at s because you always know what you're getting right like you do extra damage always um it's radiant uh, it's hard to kill you for just a lot of reasons you got a little bit of leadership capability and you know if you make it to 14 then I mean, you're going to make it to the end of the campaign, right? Like, you're just not going to die. Yeah, but, like... But your rage is so much worse. <laughs> like, your your rage itself is worse than Totem and Giant. Uh, yeah, I have trouble putting this at S. I feel like it's an, it's definitely an A. So you're saying the rage, because Totem, all right, during your rage, you've got better resistances. And then Giant has... Mm, the Giant deals extra D6 on every attack. Right. Oh, mm, every attack. Yeah. Mm. And you're choosing your weapon type. Right, right, right. Or your damage type. So, like, yes. and you get thrown, right? Like, it just keeps coming. Like, and you're getting the teleport. <sighs> yeah, no, it's, a, it's every, It's not right. a teleport, right? But, like, it's just... I mean, it's, yeah, it's um, such a teleport. And also, no, at 14, it's 2d6 damage on every attack, right? So it's just, yeah, like, yeah. it no, just it's, keeps it's, going. It's because Zealot is limited to one once per... I think if Zealot were right. written now, it just wouldn't be limited to one attack. True. Um, but, I mean, I think it is. Like, I, I mean, I don't think Zealot... Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's I a, think it's Zealot's a. good. We're splitting hairs. But, like, you know... No, you're, you're I think right. it's just I, a little bit not as good. I wanted it at s but you're no you're right because it's only one attack and not every attack of the extra damage it is it is a all right which puts ancestral then, guardian wild magic and well so. yeah so right now this puts us at our s tier is totem and giant mm -hmm. uh a tier is zealot ancestral guardian and wild magic b is beast tier fitting c is berserker 
F is Storm Herald and Battle Rager. That works for me. I I agree. Um, man, those Fs really drop off, though, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, I was expecting Battle Rager because it's just poorly written. You know, was, I, yeah, I mean, it was, so early. It was always yeah, yeah. But Storm Herald, like. Yeah, it's just one of those you examine and you go, oh, this completely falls apart versus any of the other options. Right. They did yeah. it all the worst ways. Yeah. Which is disappointing. And I would, because I like the flavor of Storm Herald, but honestly, just playing Ancestral Guardian, you still have an aura, flavor the spirits as a storm. Mm -hmm. And you're done. Yep. Yep. I also think it's really interesting. Um, you know, you think of the barbarian like to me the archetypal barbarian is really more like the bear barbarian right like it is the sort of like outlander um like kind of more naturalist sort of warrior right um but if you look at where so much of the theming of the classes come in giant zealot yeah. ancestral guardian are all about like I mean, giant a little bit less, but like they're faith based, <laughs> right? Channeling the power <laughs> the of something of mighty, yeah, uh -huh. right. And then giant is like, yeah, it's like it's it's your primordial origin, right? Which is you know like kind of ancestral, if not faith, but like it's just like it's very interesting, um, you know. Despite I will still argue that like barbarians are outlanders, and yet giant zealot and ancestral guardian have no reason to actually be outlander characters right and you know you can see the intention was that the archetypes as originally presented in the php would be totem and berserker and it's just mm -hmm. that berserker is hurt so much by that early misunderstanding of how damaging exhaustion was going to be exhaustion yep so if there were a different and mechanic for the frenzy then I think like the other archetype that you think of that comes to mind is the berserker. Right. And that's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the barbarian who makes the extra full weapon attack instead of, you know, stuffing a hand ax into their offhand weapon. Right. <laughs> at, at risk. Because it has thrown. <laughs> right. With no care for whether they live or die. And right. if you think about it, that was, that was already put in the class. That's reckless attack. Right. So, right. Yeah. Berserker really needed to like step it up. And, you know, it hasn't. All right. Well, do you hear that, Ishan? Uh, the war drums calling us home to a, a warrior's death. Unless you're a zealot. No, that's not the that's not a war drum calling us home. That's the forging and refinishing on my spiked armor. I'm a <laughs> battle rager, baby. All right. But actually, it's time to move on to the character creation forge. Before we do that, let's talk about how our listeners can get in contact with us. We do love hearing from you. You can tweet at Shane at Mundangerous. That's M-U-N Dangerous. And you can tweet at Ishan at Evil Sans Carne. That's Malice minus Meat. And you can tweet at the show at TPT Cast. You can also email us at TotalPartyThrill at gmail.com. And you can find us on the web at www.TotalPartyThrill.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at TotalPartyThrill. And join the conversation on Discord. There's a link in the show notes. All right, so this week in the Character Creation Forge, we're building the Runescarred Berserker, which I believe was originally a third edition prestige class. It could be. 
I don't know. We just picked a name, man. <laughs> just out of a hat that no one had ever come up with before. No, it was the, yes, it was the rune magic uh, barbarian uh, prestige class. Um, conveniently. The, the version of the hide carved dragon. <laughs> right. Uh, conveniently, uh, later source books have added quite a bit of the sort of rune slash, you know, giant themed, uh, classes into it. So, uh, we were able to combine the rune knight fighter 11 and path of the giant barbarian nine. And let me tell you, uh, talking about how, like, as I was looking through the giant barbarian and, and how I arrived at, wow, this is really good. Um, it was that hemming and hawing over whether this should be an 11 9 split or a 10 10 split. Because <laughs> it's giving up the third extra, the, you know, extra attack two at level 11 of the fighter versus the, the level 10 ability. It was a real choice. <laughs> I really want, like, I was. Third attack good. over Mighty Impel. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really like the ability to, to teleport my friends around the battlefield. Um, but anyway, okay. So, uh, from fighter we're getting at level three, we get the rune carver ability, which, uh, all the different runes are associated with this. I'll give you like little perks and, and abilities. Um, uh, you'll end up knowing four of them total. They are applied to four different pieces of gear and they make you better. Um, and you will also gain giant's might, which is what I will be calling mini rage. As a bonus action for one minute, uh, proficiency bonus number of times per day, you will become large, gain advantage on strength checks and saving throws, and be able to add plus 1d6 damage to one hit on your turn. Uh, at level 7, you'll be getting Runic Shield, so you'll be able to force an enemy to uh, re-roll their attack whenever they're hit as a reaction. Um, and you'll also be able to use that proficiency bonus times per day. And then at level 11, we'll get extra attack. So you'll have three attacks whenever you use the attack action. Um, and yeah, so in addition to all the, like the usual fighter stuff, right? Fighting style, second win action surge, like all the, the good stuff that you're here for, uh, indomitable, for example. Um, and then from Barbarian, as we've mentioned, uh, you'll get Giant's Havoc, which gives you rage damage, rage damage to a thrown weapon and gives you the reach and size increase while raging. So now you have, uh, while you're raging, you gain extra reach as well as extra size. Um, you always have, you know, advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws while raging. And, uh, oh, that's right. At level six elemental carver, you'll also get the plus one D six to uh damage per hit. So you've got your rage, which is great. And then you'll have your mini rage, which either you pile it on top of a rage for a mega rage on turn two, or you are just every time you get into the slightest conflict, you are ramping things up in a hurry because you are scarred. Uh, these runes, they control you, um, 
they infuse you with magic that you do not understand and you cannot control and that magic must get out preferably through your axe and when it does at level nine of your barbarian you're gaining brutal crit brutal critical so there's your capstone <laughs> yeah. a, a nice a nice thing in mixing fighter with a a class like barbarian that's dependent on multiple attributes is fighter gets so many asis so you can more easily pump your stats to get you know better con and better strength and or it makes sure that you get uh probably great weapon master um so that uh your mm -hmm. your great x uh, just hits harder yeah and then you're also like you could take great weapon fighting as a fighting style, which you don't normally get as a barbarian either. So you can also just increase the floor of damage um, for those uh, those you know swingy d12 rolls. Lame. Or you can be, I guess, boring. Undermine your brutal critical. Use a great eye or a great sword, and you know, do the mathematically better thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> now, yeah, live your life. <laughs> um. You can also, you know, take throne weapon fighting. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing you should do. For an extra yeah, plus and then, two damage. And then you fight by wielding the, damage uh, the dead bodies I'm of your enemies. I'm just saying it's a thing you could do. With element. <laughs> <laughs> one, one weapon you are wielding. Uh, go, go back and look at the uh, Beast of Burden. Let's combine them. All right. <laughs> and infusing them with elemental <laughs> runic magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a yo-yo right and then after you throw them they immediately reappear in your hand <laughs> improvised weapons all right before we wrap up let's take a moment and thank our patreon supporters your support is what makes it possible for us to keep doing this show so if you'd like to learn more you can check out all of our rewards at patreon.com slash total party thrill and you may have noticed uh, we've got ads now uh, here on the show so if you'd like ad free episodes Go to Patreon and listen there. You can also leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It's a great way to support the show and help others find us. If you do, we'll read it on the air. So what do we have planned for next week's episode? Like we said, we're talking about taking inspiration from Rebel Moon. And in the character creation forge, we're building the Death Star. Well, that's it for episode 358 of Total Party Thrill. I hope we lived up to our name. But either way, I'm Shane. And I'm Ishan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.